for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Another week here at the Monday Waffle. I am your host, Will DeFulvio, taking you through round eight of all things Waffle. And joining me across the desk, not as always, but always welcome, the illustrious Hayley Plunkett. Hello. I'm so excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. It's almost as good as how you did it the first time, except now you're wearing the right headset and the mic's actually on Plunkett. Well done. We're off to a flying start. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) And now you're peaking. (laughs) So look, on the show today... We've got all the favourite bits. We're going to be going through the games of the week last week. We're going through the games of this week coming up. I just want to make a correction. Unfortunately, it's not all of the favourite bits because everyone's favourite segment, Plunkett's Playground, is on hiatus this week. Let's see how many times you manage to slip that into the episode. No, but in speaking of segments, we have a very special segment of Teaching Fran Footy coming up. But more importantly, what you're here to see, Cody Ninyet from the South Fremantle Bulldogs. He's going to be talking to us about kicking three goals on the weekend, as well as mid-season draft. Mid-season draft this Wednesday. So, as coming up, why don't we get straight into it with the review of the week behind us. Let's do it. He's put it through. That's the goal of the century. That is unbelievable. All right, let's start the weekly wrap-ups here, Plunkett. We're going to start with Claremont v. Royals. Claremont 14-12-96 defeated the Royals, who were 9-6-60. Angus Scott for Claremont, 35 disposals, racking those up. It's good numbers. And Jai Bolton just shy of his 35 with 34 himself. Uh, Jack Buller, Jake Patmore, and Jaden Magro, three goals apiece. Magro kicking three goals off only nine disposals, interestingly enough. That's some great efficiency there. It's very good efficiency, yeah. And Claremont were leading by one point at half time, and then they just ran away with it. You were at the game, Hayley. What, what did you see? It was anyone's game in the first half. East Perth kept up, which, you know, it was great to see them putting in the effort after their first win the week before. But after half time, they just, they really didn't show up. Do you reckon that confidence ran out? I think they just got tired. They just couldn't keep up with a high-performing team for the whole game. Fair enough. And what about the weather? It didn't rain the whole game. It was quite spotty. I think it rained in the first half and then it kind of cleared up uh, by the end there. And No, it didn't It didn't rain at all during the game. It oh, rained really? just straight away uh, after the siren. But oh, the the field was very muddy. Right, so, so it the was all was definitely wet. It had dewy conditions then, would you well not dewy, yeah. but you know, that, that, that lingering that lingering wetness that just kinda of sticks around on the grass when the ball hits it, it's it's hard to pick it up. Yeah, it was it was swampy. Fair enough. Moving on, Subi Lions versus Peel Thunder. Subiaco had eleven seventeen eighty three to five nine thirty nine. Lachlan Delahunty with thirty one, Greg Clark with thirty, and Reese Conker with twenty seven. Ben Howlett for Peel kicked two goals and Harry Marsh for Subi bagged three. Monday Waffle reporter Adelaide Williams spoke to him after the win. Great win today. What do you think the strengths of the team were? Um, probably just being hard and clean. Like I think that's what we sort of set ourselves for today just because it's going to be a wet, wet and uh, dirty game. So we went away from it a little bit in the second quarter and allowed Peel back into the game, but I think we finished pretty strongly. Yeah, and how do you think the conditions, obviously pretty wet today, how do you think that affected the game, your play as well? Oh, I mean, that's, you just got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, I think next week's going to be a little bit the same, so um, there's always games throughout the season that are pretty wet and miserable, but we just got to adapt. Absolutely. And um, so you got 24 disposals, three goals today. How do you think you performed personally? Oh, yeah, not too bad. It's just, uh, 
nice to squeeze forward a couple of times. So, a um, bit of management as a, we've got a short short turnaround playing next Thursday. So, um, spent a little bit of time forward, but it's always nice kicking a couple of goals. Yeah, and um, are you looking forward to the Thursday night games under the lights? Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's a it's a good one. Hopefully, we get a, a fair crowd, and obviously yeah. playing out at um, Mineral Resources is a a great oval um, up against a good side so it'll be exciting what do you think you'll be working on during the week for that game um, recovery I'd say short turnaround after a heavy game but um, just going back to you know Subi style and um, really cementing how we play which is just pretty hard inside and yeah, just standard. Next up South Fremantle took on the West Coast Eagles an absolute thumping the Bulldogs kicking 20 goals, seven behinds, 127 to the Eagles, 9-7-61. Schleuth racking up 35 disposals. Zave O'Neill for the Eagles was their leading ball winner. Only on 24, though. The Bulldogs forward line had an absolute day out. Jimmy Miller found himself a bag with 5-0. Matt Parker kicked 4-1. Mason Shaw, 3-1. And Cody Ninyat, three straight. And Hamish Brayshaw for the Eagles, two goals. Bit of an unsurprising game, though. It's... Yeah, I think that's pretty been... standard form from Eagles. Yeah, it's 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 kind of disappointing to see, but at the same time, like they would be putting up a bit of a fight here and there. I think it's just their consistency that's letting them down. Heading over to Swan Districts v East Fremantle Sharks. Swans defeated the Sharks 16-9-105 to 8-13-61. Swans kicked eight goals, one in the second quarter, Plunkett. That's a very nice effort. Freak Anderson with 25 and Cam Erdley with 29. Jesse Palmer kicked 3-1, two for Thomas Edwards, Aidan Clark, Braden Noble and Lockie Riley. Nick Comer for the Sharks got two. And for the last game of the weekly wrap-up, we have West Perth Falcons taking on Perth Demons, 5-8-38 to 7-6-48. And in fact, Perth were trailing at half-time to eventually win by 10, which was a great effort from them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Aaron Black got himself 32 disposals. Corey Byrne for Perth with 30 Keegan Knott kicked two goals and probably potential for goal-kicking training for Christian Kerry, kicking two goals and four behinds. That's it for the weekly wrap-up. Hayley, on Wednesday, it will be Christmas in July. Uh, June. It'll be June. It'll also be the mid-season draft is coming up. It's an exciting time for young players looking to make their way onto an AFL list and some opportunities for players who have already been drafted to return to the National League. Yeah, it's so it's really good. It's, it's good to keep an eye out. Uh, you know, you spend a long time watching these players at your local park. To see them on the big stage, it's fantastic. So I think we've got a total of 84 Waffle League players on the list of about 602. Yeah, if my calculations are correct. Yeah, you, you crunch the numbers on these yourself. Yeah, so I, I spent a full hour going through that Excel spreadsheet. Sifting through data. For the, our Waffle players. And if I haven't missed anybody, there should be 84. And there are some big names there as well. Um, one name that I do want to bring up first, Corey Galt. I thought he would have been heading over east with, to the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, he's a fantastic player, uh, especially Gold Coast need Ruckman. But, um, yeah, there's been some reports out there that he hasn't had any expressed interest from any clubs, so he just hasn't put his name forward. Yeah, we've heard that a few times this season from numerous players who, you know, we expect to put their name up but haven't. Uh, there are heaps of noteworthy names out there. We've got the likes of Sam Fisher, Hayden Schleuth, uh, Ajang Ajang, Jai Bolton, Brandon Matera, uh, Blake Schlensog, uh, Josh Schoenfeld. Uh, one name, Tyrone Thorne, Tyler Keitel and Brady Gray. 
Claremont have the most representation in this mid-season draft, with 15 of them nominating uh, for it. Eagles only have Hamish Brayshaw uh, going up, which is interesting in itself. But from South Fremantle, Cody Ninja, who's had an unbelievable season, uh, he kicked three goals on the weekend as well. Uh, his name is being thrown into the ring. Monday Waffle reporters Sam Elliott and Adam Tertullio had a chat with Cody Ninyet to see how he's feeling ahead of the mid-season draft on Wednesday. Good game against them. Load of goals for everyone. Miller with five, Park with four. Sure and yourself got three each. Uh, how does it feel to get to get on a roll like that and you know start bagging hatful, hatfuls of goals like that? Yeah, mate, obviously, um, you know, we, we were pretty upset with how we went last week against the Demons, and, um, yeah, we really needed to bounce back. So, yeah, it was really good start of the game. You know, Jimmy, I think Jimmy Miller clunked the first three goals in, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes and got the morale up. His confidence hasn't been the highest lately, so it was good for him to get up and about. Um, we, we really rely on our big blokes, to, you know, to get, get in the game and helps out the young blokes when they're up and around it. Um, yeah, you know, Parky... Stepped up with four, me and Mace with three. You know, it's, it was a it was a great effort from all the forwards, and um, you know, we've really been emphasising, you know, everyone getting involved and celebrating the little things in the forward line. So it was really good, and it was a really positive step forward to um, you know, the way that we want to play our footy. Mate, we saw the Eagles start coming back late in the first quarter. What happened there? Yeah, um, not too sure. We started really well, and um, yeah, we always knew that we weren't just going to kind of roll over them, you know, they're still a good team. They've got good good players, um, especially with the Hutchings and a few of the Eagles boys. So, yeah, not too sure coming from a forward. Um, I think our, maybe, um, you know, our mids just kind of held held off a little bit. Maybe they just, uh, I'm not too sure, mate. I can't really, uh, yeah, can't really say. You've got the Sharks next Monday. Uh, how long to keep the form rolling going into the next game? Yeah, well, um, I think the, you know, I, I've never played in the, a Frio Derby, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we just got to keep doing what we're doing with the forwards, especially forward pressure. Um, no easy exit. You know, we got a we got a really good midfield and a good ruckman, so we know that we're going to get it in there. It's just about keeping keeping it in our forward half once we do, and that's just repeat entries. You know, tackle pressure on the out. Are you expecting it to be a bit feisty being a derby, or what are you 100%. expecting? Yeah. Oh yeah, so I've I've heard a bit about the derbies and how you know how the old days how it used to be. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a feisty one. I don't think it really matters where the two teams are on the ladder. It just yeah, it's a big day for both clubs, and I think both teams will be itching to win, and it really means a lot to um, the both clubs. And now we're getting into what I would call the footy festive season with the mid-season draft on Wednesday. What is your mentality leading up to that? Oh, you know, um, I think everyone's just focused on this Monday. Um, I'm not too sure um, about who's who's been chatting to clubs and what's going on there. I think most of the boys are just keeping a cool head, to be honest. There's not really much chit-chat about it at all. So, uh, yeah, I think our, all of our focus is just on the game, to be honest with you. Because some, for, for some people, it, it may feel like a game of Cluedo where people stab each other in the back, <laughs> leaving a team, going to another team, saying that they're going to leave, but then they're actually staying. How does it feel for you when you see some of your teammates leave or when you're actually thinking of leaving in a prospective situation? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. Um, you know, I, yeah, everyone obviously has their own thoughts inside their own head. But, um, yeah, if, if people go, and I don't think it's really much of a backstabbing, to be honest, people, that's why we play the waffle footy, you know what I mean? We want to get to that next level. So, 
Um, I wouldn't really call it much as a backstabbing, but, you know, if it happens to some boys, it does. Um, you know, I wish everyone the best, but, yeah, I, yeah, not too sure, man. I think well, most of our boys are just focusing on the derby, to be honest. Yeah. How do you usually handle it in terms of maintaining your kind of match match readiness with this kind of going on in the background? Is that What's your sort of process? Yeah, see, um, with myself personally, I've always been kind of a warrior and um, stressed myself out over little things. So I'm Lately and, uh, you know, previously I'm just trying to worry about what's in front of me and what I can control. So that's just getting to the training on a Monday, going through the rehab and um, watching a bit of the vision and then focusing on what we can do to beat the team coming up. All the rest is just background noise. you just got to block it out, otherwise you, you just play too many games inside your head. So, um, yeah, I'm just focusing on what I can control and what 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 can, what can I do to, you know, make my team better. So any specific outcomes for yourself in terms of uh, clubs or pick number or anything like that? No, I haven't had much conversations with anyone. Um, I'm actually not even expecting to go. So, yeah, it would be a shock if it did happen. But, um, yeah, um, I haven't had any type of uh, pick selections or nothing like that, so... Oh, well, here's, here's hoping. Um, but you got nine, nine of your teammates uh, have been putting their hands up. Uh, what's to go with that? A bit of friendly competition, or is it full support for your, for your teammates? Yeah, it's full support for our teammates. You know, South Mantle, they're the family club, mate. And, um, yeah, since I've been there um, last year and a bit, it's just, yeah, everyone's supporting each other. Everyone wants the best for everyone. So I, it's none of this um, grudges against anyone. It's everyone's welcome arms, and, yeah, we're all a family there, so... Now, we're getting into the rainy season at the moment. Do you think that will impact your average of two goals per game, or could you kick on? I actually don't mind playing in the rain. You know, I was expecting a bit more rain on the weekend, um, but it actually held up pretty good. Um, but, yeah, for myself, I, I expect to keep kicking, you know, in my two, three, hopefully every game. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like playing in the rain. That's why I enjoy it, because it's not some something that someone likes to do. Um, you know, and you can catch your players off guard and, you know, for a smaller bloke like myself, I feel like I'm a bit more nimble and a bit more agile, you know, when it's raining and um, that's where I play my best, I think, in the rain, so... Do you hope to grab maybe a couple more with, you know, the ball bouncing at odd sort of angles in the rain and skinning around? Do you think maybe a couple more chances yeah. might come your way? definitely, yeah, definitely, you know, it's, it's harder to read the ball, so your defender is not... He's more worried about you getting it than him getting it, so... That's where you can kind of catch your defenders off guard. They're more worried about how you're going to impact the game and, um, yeah, about not slipping over. So that's where I catch my players off guard. Cody, look, good luck for the rest of the games of the season and thank you very much for joining us on the Monday Waffle podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much, mate, for that. Cheers for coming on. No worries, guys. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. It's time for... Hey, I'm introing it. Okay. Welcome to my second favourite segment of the Monday Waffle podcast. Unfortunately, my favourite segment, Plunkett's Playground, could not go ahead this week because Claremont it's Oval... Trash. Uh, no, because Claremont Oval does not have a playground, so it could not review. So we're here to my second favourite segment, Teaching Fran Footy. Hey. Hello, everyone. Hello. Teaching Fran Footy. Say hello to everyone, Fran. Hello, guys. I am so excited because yeah. today we are turning the Roll tables. reversing. Okay, which one do you want to do? Do you want to turn the tables or roll reversing? Which well, one? It's the same thing. Same difference, William. You guys are in a shambles. I know what's going on here. I could hear you whispering outside. Instead of teaching Fran footy, you're going to try to teach me a lesson. I'd like to point out this this whole segment wasn't my idea. I yeah, also but... labelled it as the most condescending segment I've ever heard. <laughs> 
I just roll with it because I thought we were all in agreement. This is exactly gonna... why, after weeks of getting everything wrong in every <laughs> segment that I've done, the roles are reversing and I shall be asking you, William, Fair enough. questions. Fair enough. What goes around comes around. You, you, if you can dish it, you've got to be able to take it. But I will say before we get into this, it is not our fault that you've been getting these questions wrong every week. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see now if you've been doing your your homework on the waffle. Let's see very, what very calibre of questions you've am I, got. Am I the only one that hasn't been doing their homework? Find out right now. Okay. All right, Will. Are you ready for this? No. I don't think, I don't think you are. Okay. What year? <laughs> Come on. What am I? All right. <laughs> Well, let me finish the question. Yeah, go please. on. <laughs> Bit of respect for teaching fan footy. All right, what year did the waffle begin? <laughs> <laughs> we don't ask you. We ask you stuff about the go rules. On. We ask you. Well, things. I wasn't yeah, going to ask you stuff about the rules. You play the game. All right. Okay. What year? So it's a history lesson. Okay. If you get it in eighteen eighty-one. Very Ooh. close. What was it? 1885. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Very was... close. I think that's a half a point. Because that's a half point. They celebrated this their, their centenary in a bit a little while ago. 125 years, I think, is mm. on the Subiaco emblem. So that mm. makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. You should have got it right then. Decent start. Decent I'm sorry start. that I had to pull up a, a vague memory from the depths <laughs> of my mind. Yeah, 125 years is on the Subiaco emblem. It's not good enough. All, All right. right. Second question. This is uh, actually a question that Haley and I have been asking ourselves at every single game that we've been to because we can never seem to find the answer. So maybe you know, Wilbur. Who's the guy in green? That's the umpire, Fran. He... <laughs> oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, no, but yesterday. Oh, yesterday I did ask, who's the guy in pink? Uh, that'll probably be a physio or a runner for well, one of the teams. They just, they that's just what I said to her. And they just randomly run around. That's a runner for one of the teams. So oh. as the coach will... He'll be delivering messages to the players, or maybe he's running water. An official for the team will wear pink. Okay. Who is the captain of East Perth currently? Jackson Ramsey. But uh, is it? He's out injured. <laughs> he's out injured. So they have a leadership group. Clubs have a leadership group. Jackson Ramsey is the captain. He's out injured. Interesting. Um, Fun fact Google it, you won't find the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <clears throat> Who was the West Perth captain from 1992 to 1994? Okay. I'll ask you a follow-up question. What is your problem? Why would that be? No, you will know this answer because it has been mentioned. Has been mentioned. So the West Perth captain from 1992 to 1994. Yes. Four. Four. You have been in the same vicinity as him. It's Craig Nelson. Oh, of it's, course. It's Plunkett's uncle. It's Plunkett's it's... Uncle Craig Nelson. <laughs> uncle Craig. Okay. <clears throat> You're not doing great, Will, so. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's continue on with this poor effort by Mr. Will over here. He's getting okay. absolutely grilling. This is how I feel every week. Last week, which, last which, week's episode which they haven't heard yet because footy, you're refusing to release it. Which isn't going to be made public because it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I got asked what a bag was. Who knows that? Five goals. Hit me up if you know what a bag is. Everyone. I'll give you a free I didn't ice even cream. know that. I'll give you a free ice cream if you know what a bag is. Okay, but here's the thing. Again, what I'm what, saying what is we're not me? trying to humiliate you. We're trying to teach Fran footy. We're asking you questions you might not know. Well, I just, I just like grilling you. Okay, let's continue. Keep going. I'm enjoying the grilling. Okay. I deserve this. Right. What was the highest score ever in the history of Waffle? A range. What, the largest margin or the, or the highest no, score? No, no, the score. Highest score ever is probably around 214. 
It's two fifty eight. Right. I was yeah. going to say two sixty two. Yeah, that makes sense because. <laughs> well, I'll I'll pay you that one. Thanks. Yeah. I'll pay you that because yeah. you're close. But you can't eat, no, you can't pay that. Because yeah. if you round that up to the nearest hundred, that goes to three hundred, not down to two hundred. Okay. Anyway, last question. It's a tough one. I'm not sure if you're going to get it or not, but we'll try our luck. All right. What is the official podcast of the waffle? <laughs> It's got to be the Monday Waffle. Yeah, it the is. The Monday Yay! Waffle is the Woo! official podcast of the Waffle. It is I mean, the Monday We've made ourselves the official podcast. <laughs> We've given ourselves that. Time. Hey, do you know what? And let's let's keep it. Um, <laughs> oh, and I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up with one final question directed back at you, friend. Okay. Let's keep this in true oh, yeah, teaching friend. I miss being on the other end of the arm. Um, no, you don't. No, I don't. What is the official brand of football for the Waffle? And you know what? I'll give you half marks if you tell me what the official brand of football is for the AFL. Oh, I know the AFL one. So say it. I don't know. Franka, do you know? She would know. I know AFL, but I don't think I know. Tell her the AFL one. Yeah, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Do you guys, what about the the waffle? It's yellow. (laughs) Sharon? Yeah, what they do is they fly over to Bali and they get a cheap knockoff one. They, they exactly. buy Gucci bags for all the players and then they get Sharon footies to play on every Saturday. That's what I thought, really. It's yellow, right? Okay. No, it's burly. The brand oh, is burly. No, but like the, bur- the ball is yellow. There we go. So Fran learned something. I learned to respect my colleagues and you guys learned. <laughs> we anyway. learned amazing facts about the waffle. I'm keen to not be doing this segment anymore, but it will be happening again next week, so stay tuned. What I will tease is the fact that, Fran, this is all building to something. It this is. Will, this will culminate in one grand episode. Where I know everything. Of, of it's teaching Fran not to be so knowledgeable about football all the time. I By the end of the season, it'll be like, oh, that Fran, she's always talking about bloody football. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> but moving on from this, coming up in a future episode... Plunkett's Playground will be back. Uh, no need to worry. Everyone's favourite segment will return. Oh, Plunkett. Your mic's just starting to malfunction all of a sudden. I don't know. What's, what's so, <laughs> so, so, so crazy? Who's touching that? Who's so touching that? So crazy. All right. Thanks for joining me, Will, on Teaching Fran Footy. You join me. I'm the host. <laughs> don't forget to go to the Monday Waffle Facebook page and throw us a like and follow us on Twitter. All right, Plunkett, it is time for our next week tips. You know what we never do? We never go back and see how many tips we got right. I don't want to see. I prefer ignorance. Always look, ignorance is bliss. Oh, you prefer to always look forward. I appreciate that. No, I reckon in the next coming episodes what we should do is we should go back, have a listen to all of our tips, and see how we would be doing. Interesting week this week, Plunkett, considering we, they're not all at 2.10 on a Saturday. No, this is exciting. We have a Thursday night game and two Monday games. Under the lights, the big floodlights over at Mineral Resources Park. Perth Demons are going to be playing the Subiaco Lions. Who is your tip for that one, Plunkett? I'm going to go Subi. How come? That's up with the ladder. <laughs> Do you reckon Perth have a chance? They're top um, five. Considering how Subi played last week. No, so we've got uh, they're in very good form. So that'll be still be an exciting game. It's a um, it's a, a clash for Perth to stay in the top five, and Subi do want to extend that lead away from Claremont. They're only point nine percent on top of them. On well, the and considering who Claremont is playing next week, Subi needs to win yes. to stay top. Which brings us to the next game: Claremont versus West Coast Eagles. Does it hurt you to talk so much smack about the West Coast Eagles in this it podcast? It does. It pains me, but. You know, you just got to differentiate the waffle team right. 
to the AFL league team. Separate the man from the art and wherever that goes. So do I even bother asking you who you think is going to win out of Claremont and Eagles? No. You're not going to do a Williams? Chuck Chuck your vote behind the Eagles? No, but I love her bravery. So that game, of course, uh, Claremont playing West Coast Eagles. That's at 12.10 on Saturday, the 5th of June. And at 2.10 at David Gray's Arena, Peel Thunder taking on Swan Districts. This is going to be a good game. going to be close. I'm calling it now Game of the Week. Ooh, I'm bold. But I don't think you're wrong there. Who are you tipping? If Peel Thunder win, uh, they will equal uh, Swan Districts, which could mean that if Perth lose to Subiaco, which is potentially likely... They're dropping out of the top five. Peel could sneak into the five, uh, given that the game after Peel Thunder and Swan Districts, the Sharks are taking on the Bulldogs, and I'm tipping the Bulldogs to beat the Sharks, which means that the Sharks will stay out of the five. Peel Thunder will slip into the five, because I'm going to be tipping Peel Thunder against the, dis- the, the Swans, even though Swans are looking Ooh. good. I'm going to go Swans, because I like to be different. Okay. You've actually got the better tip, I reckon. I reckon Swans are the favourites heading into that. I've got a good feeling about Peel. And I've already done my tip for this one, but the Sharks and Bulldogs, Plunkett? Yeah, I'm going to go South Fremantle. Good on ya. And the Royals taking on the Falcons. I'm going to go East Perth. Really? Yeah, that first half of their game last week. You know, they came out. They, they looked like they could have won that game if they continued with the momentum. But, you know, I'm going to give it to them. My uh, my issue with that is that I think that's been the story for East Perth for the this entire season so far. They've had these flashes where they look real good, real slick. Um, they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing and they're getting unlucky. But then for a majority of the time, maybe they're just not keeping up with the, the, the pace of the game. Um, but in saying that, this will be a very close uh, contender for uh, Game of the Week as well. I think this will be an interesting one to watch. Monday, the 7th of June, 2.10 at Leaderville Oval. How many games are you going to say are going to be Game of the Week? No, I said this is a close contender for this, for Game of the Week. All right. Plunkett, that's all from us here at the Monday Waffle. Thanks for joining us for another week. It's I've been, been a fun time. It's been a very fun time. I've been your host, William DeFulvio. Uh, Hayley Plunkett has joined me from across the desk uh, with her, her keen data analysis skills, her love for footy, and just overall not sarcastic mannerisms at all. Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You remember Twitter this week? I remember Twitter this week, at the Monday Waffle. We'll be back next week, and probably the week after that as well. (laughs) This episode is a shambles. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you have an excellent week and look forward to the great Waffle Round coming up this week. Enjoy that Thursday night game. Strap your ankles. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Strap your ankles. That's my sign off.